0: lot told radio
1: Has anyone ever told you you dream too big, that you have too many ideas, that you need to be realistic? What if there was a career and lifestyle that you could completely design yourself, that enabled you to do what makes your heart truly sing and helps millions of people benefit from what you have to offer? Join us for the next hour and learn to trust your aha moments to lead the way to a passionate and purposeful life. And now here's your host, Mari.
2: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the AHA Moments Radio Show for the inspiration, education, and celebration of enlightened entrepreneurs worldwide. And I'm Mari, and today we have an amazing show with Dr. Joe Vitale. We're doing the last segment of our manifesting money miracle series. And um we're gonna I'm gonna introduce Joe in just a couple of seconds after we do a little housekeeping. But it's Tuesday again already. I don't know about you, but the fall has picked up. Um I'm extraordinarily busy and I think That I'm hearing that most of my clients are too. It's just like this the whole internet everything is like lifting, you know. Totally different experience than uh, we were going through just a few weeks ago at the end of the summer. So happy fall, happy autumn, however you want to say it. And um, let's get to the housekeeping really quick because Joe and I have so much to talk about. Uh, and I want to make sure that we get give him all the time that we can possibly give him to, to uh, so you can get to know all that he's up to and all that he's done. It's going to be a great show. So um, we started Angel School yesterday, and uh, after a little bit of technical difficulty, we're doing great. Really excited about that. You have just a few more days. You can kind of jump in if you'd like to um, our five week telecourse and get the recording of the first class, and then jump on live next week on Monday if. If you'd like to, to still join, I'm going to leave it open um, for the rest of this week to register. So you can go to com slash angelschool and do that and we also have our big live event coming up on October 21st. It's a Sunday. So that's getting messages from your angels and learning how to do your own readings with your cards and our global um manifesting meditation. So that's going to be streamed live online as well as you can come to meet me and everyone else in New Jersey um at our venue and uh so you can go um on aha moment angel event to learn all about that and uh I think I think actually that's kind of it for housekeeping. We do have another tele coming up for 12-12-12, so you want to mark your calendars for 12-1-12 uh, to 12-12-12, and I'll start talking about that a little bit more in the next couple of weeks, but you want to just keep that in the back of your mind because, believe it or not, I've been getting a lot of um, inquiries and questions from attendees who want to go attend another one, and also from speakers who'd like to speak. So I've been sort of sifting through and seeing, you know, who's going to be terrific to, to enlighten us in this next round of our summit. So I'm looking forward to that. So let's get into tonight's topic because, you know, I know that I get emails and you guys call into the show and all the readings that I do and the clients that I'm working with and the coaching programs and stuff, and the big question always is money, and more importantly than money is life purpose, is passions. Um is what can I do that makes my heart sing? Can I do something that actually does make my heart sing? And uh, I got to talk to Joe for about 30 seconds before before we got on the air today. And he's made some big um, quantum leaps in his own uh, life as far as his, his passions and his life work. And one of the things I can say is that, you know, I always say before... Um, any guest that I bring on that I'll never refer you to someone that I have not benefited from myself. So I don't just put people on my show or my telesummits just random because they have a book out or because their publicist wants me to. I, I only will um, bring people to you who I personally have benefited from. And Joe um and Dr Joe Vitali which is his full <laughs> his full name with title but I I call him Joe because I feel like he's been such a integral part of my journey over many, many years. And uh, especially being an entrepreneur, I I always was kind of off the beaten path, you know, and I was always looking for someone who had the combination of the voice of someone who had the, you know, the prosperity consciousness and the spiritual stuff, but who could also understand kind of the marketing and the business side of things and, and kind of integrate the two because that's what I was doing. And so my first um exposure to uh Joe was was in that process. You know, I was kind of the the lone wolf. I was the only one of my friends who had left corporate America very happily and um you know, went out on my own and you know, probably 15 years ahead of everyone else who's doing it now and so it was a kind of a lonely world and um and when I started to hear Joe speak in particular and the different books that he would come out with, it always seemed to answer a question at that moment. So he has many, many best-selling books. One was um, Zero Limits. He has The Attractor Factor. Of course, you mostly will probably know him from the movie The Secret, which was, um, you know, obviously one of the big turning points in our, um, you know, our spiritual evolution in, 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 you know, in this lifetime. And uh, it really set all of us who are in this kind of line of work, it gave us that platform for, for the masses to connect and to, to listen. And so tonight what I want to do is, um, first of all, say, hi, Joe, thank you for coming and welcome, let you actually get a word in.
3: <laughs> well, thank you. I've been looking forward to this. So I, I mean, what a great opening, what a great story. I didn't know all of that, so I'm flattered and you know, excited to be here. Thank you very much.
2: Oh, you're you're so welcome, and thank you. And I just want to say, um, you know, you you're just like the most human of the spiritual people. <laughs> oh,
3: <laughs> I, I think we're all human, but thank you. I understand the what you're saying.
2: <laughs> Down to earth nature about you, and that's what I really am. So excited to uh, to have you on tonight because one of the things that I loved about you and and you guys, the people who know me very personally always tease me because they say, oh, Mari, you like all these material things and, you know, you're, you're like this guru. And I i don't see myself as a guru by any means. Sure. But I don't think that we came to want to enjoy things. And there's a real um, uh, conflict with some people about that. You know, they don't want to, they, they get very upset. And so when I saw that you were sort of taking these, Manifesting principles and applying them, not afraid to sit on the you know the fancy car or you know talk about the house, all those things. I think it was really, it was permission, you know, it was permission to be of the cloth. <laughs> and uh-huh. too, Ken, let's start with um, your story. You, you know, you came, uh, you were homeless, right?
3: And and uh-huh. you,
2: oh, no, you're not.
3: <laughs>
4: right. <laughs>
3: No, I'm not at all. I I now live one of the lifestyles of the rich and famous, I guess. But 30-some years ago, no, it wasn't that way at all. That wasn't anywhere on the timeline that I could see. I was homeless in Dallas for an unpleasant period of time, and I never used to even talk about it because it was traumatizing and embarrassing. And then I was in poverty for about 10 years after that when I went to Houston, And so it's been a long struggle, a long climb. Because throughout it, I've been following my passion and my dream. I wanted to be a writer. I wanted to write things that would make a difference. Uh, But it didn't happen overnight. Unless overnight means thirty years, because it's, it's been it's been quite a road. And I had to do a lot of internal work. I had to do a lot of work on belief systems. I had to do a lot of work on my feelings about deservingness, my feelings about money, my feelings about success, cleaning up the past. I think this is all work we all have to do. I think it can take place faster now because we have things like this show and we have the Internet and we have a lot more services to, uh, to use. And I didn't have all of that, and I didn't look real hard for it, but there was no Internet and there was not a lot of things we take for granted. But I, you know, began with nothing.
2: You know and I guess you know, in a sense that um we kind of i know for a lot of entrepreneurs we we might have had something, but we when we leave corporate or we leave the the traditional path and we go into our businesses and been through the four o one ks and the severance packages and all that stuff, and then you then on one day it hits you, oh my gosh, this thing has to carry me now,
4: yeah.
2: And, you might go through that period of what feels like homelessness even when you didn't start out that way, you know, in the sense of that 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 squeeze, that crunch. And um, I know I've been through that, and I know many of my friends have. And you have sort of these, these times of feast and famine. So I wanted to ask you, what's your process? I know that you, you're saying 30 years. Which you know I don't want anybody to pass out because you know it really.
3: <laughs> it doesn't have to take that long now. That's what it was in the old days, and that's what it was for me. It does not have to take that for anybody today.
2: Yeah, yeah. So what what do you think are the some of the key um, things to consider? I know that it's always an evolution, but is there some sort of uh, step that you think folks should take?
3: Yeah, I I do think that way. I I wrote a book. You're probably aware of it. It's called Attract Money Now, and I give it away. All your listeners can have it. It's at attractmoneynow.com, and it's free, and there's seven steps in there, and I think those seven steps are what we all need to do, and we won't have time to go through them all, but I'll tell you the most important one because this is the key process. It's the very first step in Attract Money Now, and it all has to do with our thought processes, It has to do with our mindset and our belief. Since we're talking about money, let me just say this. Almost everybody listening has an unconscious negative belief about money, and I can prove it. All I have to say is money is the root of all, and I pause because I let everybody fill in the blank. They all rush in with the word evil. Money is the root of all evil. Now, first of all, that's not even an accurate biblical statement. It's a separated statement. And second of all, it's not true. But imagine this. You're sitting there, and you're doing everything you've learned to do. You're writing the business plan. You're doing affirmations. You're sitting and visualizing. You're praying. You're doing whatever it is that you've learned in seminars and books and audio programs and shows, this, that, and the other. You're doing everything in your power to attract money consciously, and that's all well and good. But unconsciously, if you still think money is evil, you will not allow it in your life. You will allow just enough to survive. And this is why I look around at people, and even in my own life, until I changed that belief and came to terms with it and awoke from it, I would look at my own life and I would wonder, how come I just have so much money come in and not more than that? How come it just seems to be enough to pay the bills but not enough to actually thrive and prosper and enjoy life. How come? Well, the how come is in the unconscious mind, and that's where it all begins. When we have a better attitude towards money, we can allow it to come into our lives. That's the beginning point, because everything else I say or anything else somebody else tells you to do, it may or may not work usually even if it works it'll be short term because we won't be comfortable with money if we think it's evil just look at the lotto winners who often win millions of dollars and then a year or so later have not only lost that money but lost other money they didn't even have and they're further in debt they weren't okay with money that is where it all starts for me
2: so how do you know if you've healed that, money just starts to pour in, and or does it have to start to come in, and then you learn how to deal with it, and then more comes in?
3: Yeah, it's a little of both, but I think the the real litmus test is you look around and you ask yourself, do you have money? Not just enough money to survive, but you do you have money to thrive? Do you have money to prosper? Do you have money to pursue your dreams and your passions? Do you have the money to do virtually anything you want to do today? Do you have it? If you do, you're probably okay with money. If you don't, you probably are not okay with money. That is not bad. That is not negative. That is not a reason to beat anybody else, uh, beat anybody up, or to feel guilty. What it is is an opportunity to awaken. I go on and tell people, look, the phrase "money is the root of all evil" is from a longer phrase that actually says, "the love of money is the root of all evil." Well, that's not all that much better until you realize. That the very wealthy people that I know aren't in love with money, including me. In fact, even today I'm reading Neil Young's autobiography, which just came out today. He's Mm -hmm. a very wealthy man. He's a very successful man. And two-thirds of the way through the book, he's talking about all these projects he's involved in. And there's a long line of projects, including making an electric car and trying to make a difference with children, far beyond his music. And he has a line in there where he says, none of it is for money. None of it. Yet money is coming to him. When people look at Donald Trump, they often think, well, he's the biggest egotist out there. He just cares about money. Well, if you look closely, he actually doesn't care about money except as a scorecard. He has openly said he's in love with deal-making. That's his passion. He uses money to find out if he's doing well with his deals. And the other quote I like to give on this whole subject is from Walt Disney, who said, I want to make money from my movies so I I can continue making movies. That's the purity we're looking for. We don't want to be in love with money, but we do want to have it as a tool. And as soon as we realize money's not evil, money's not actually even anything, it's an agreed-upon means of exchange, once you're there, then you can have money come into your life. And when you see it coming in, then you know, oh, you're okay with money.
2: Yes. Okay. So I love that. I love I, I I love the feeling of what you're saying as well as the the actual content of what of what you're saying. So I want to ask you something because this is something that I often um, when when I have some sort of miracle happen, you know, like a a big shift. Mm-hmm. I always try to go back to the moment right before it happened to see how I felt. Mm-hmm. So that I can maybe recreate that feeling or become aligned with that sign and i teach about intuition all that's you know kind of what i that's my kind of claim to fame or whatever you want to call it and Mm -hmm. i always kind of want to know that trigger what's that trigger for you do you know in your heart like that thing right before
3: that's a brilliant question and i love that that came up because this is another one of the secrets to attracting money or any of the good things that you might call in life and that is passion For me, uh, whenever I follow my passion, that's the feeling state and the guiding state that tells me what to do next. I have written entire books when I was completely unknown, didn't have a contract, was actually starving, didn't know what anybody was going to publish it, didn't know what would come of it if it was published or if it would be published. But my passion told me, write this book. I remember researching my book on uh... ended up being called the seven lost secrets of success this was way back in the mid nineties and i didn't have a name i think i might have had a little book published but it was basically unknown i'm doing all this research and i don't really have the money i can barely survive i can barely pay the bills but something in me said this is the step And you can call that intuition, you can call that my heart guiding me, you can call that divinity leading my nose through my passion. But all I knew was I had to trust it, and I felt great trusting it. When I wrote the book, not only was it picked up, but one of the first people to buy a copy loved it so much, they were the president of a big company, and they bought (laughs) 19,500 copies of that book for everybody in the company. The wow. book was, was picked up by another publisher. It's still in print today. It's gone through two dozen printings. It has been a claim to fame. It's been a source of income. But I didn't know any of that when I was researching the book and beginning to write it. Write it. All I knew was I had this feeling in me that said, follow this course. I call that passion. As long as I follow my passion, life is juicy, there's a gusto to everything that's going on, there's a spring in my step, and money shows up.
2: Amazing, yeah. And, you know, that's one thing that comes up a lot, too, especially with um, the entrepreneurs that I've been working with. Everybody, you know, everybody kind of comes and says, I want to write a book, but I feel like everybody's written about what I'd want to write about, so why should I write about it? Yeah, you know, do you have any feelings yeah. on that?
3: Like, oh gosh, yes, I do, because <laughs> <laughs> because in Houston, when I started to get published and other people noticed I was getting published, everybody and his brother who had ever thought about writing a book was calling me up, and for a while I was teaching classes on how to write, publish, and promote your own book. That's one of the things I was doing in Houston two decades or more ago, and I'm doing that, and I'm hearing. All these people with all these excuses, and what I realized was it 's real easy to say i don 't have the money i don 't have the experience i don 't have the education i don 't have the time. other people have written a book i don 't really know where to start i don 't really know where to end i don 't know where the publisher is i don 't know where the agent is. My God, we can go on forever with the excuses, <laughs> and I would say that is nothing but excuses that 's all it is, it 's so easy to trick ourselves out of our own good. This is really important. We self-sabotage ourselves all the time, and usually it's with this self-talk that says, it's not for me, I'm not the one. Mm -hmm. What I've learned is that you have to have a different self-talk going on that says maybe you are the one, maybe this is the project, maybe this is the book. You will never know until you actually write it. I used to have a a little sign on on my desk, and this is a long time ago, and I'm a struggling author. And the first line would say, what if what you're writing right now, in fact, I was writing on a typewriter, didn't even have a computer. This is way (laughs) before anything. I'm writing on my Smith Corona, and I'm looking at this line that says, what if what you're writing is crap? What if what you're (laughs) writing will never be published? What if this is an entire waste of time, and you're going to die unknown and broke? And then right below it, it said, what if what you're writing is brilliant? What if what you're writing is the turning point in the lives of millions of people? What if it's the turning point in your life? What, is, what if this is the book that actually makes you famous and brings you the wealth and riches and everything else that you want? And that little phrase, those two little quotations there, I would look at because it reminded me I have a choice. I can look at this negatively and say, no, I'm not going to write a book. Forget it. I'm not, it's not going to work out. Or I can say, you know what? I'm going to write this book and let's see what happens. Which is the healthier choice? Which is the more wholesome choice? Which is the higher vibration choice? That's the one to go with.
2: Oh, beautiful! Well, believe it or not, we've gotten to our first break. Ha! How?
4: F- <laughs> okay. <laughs>
2: how fast was that? Oh my goodness! Okay, you guys. So, if you'd like to call in, you can call in at three four seven two one five nine four eight five. That's three four seven two one five nine four eight five. I'm Mari. You're listening to the AHA Moments radio show and we will be right back.
5: Do you ever get a hunch about something and ignore it, only to find out later you were right after all? Do you know that you're intuitive but need help interpreting what you get? Need quick answers to burning questions but don't have the time to wait for a private reading? Then Mari's intuitive living oracle cards are the tool for you. 45 gorgeous laminated cards and a full book of interpretations come together in a beautiful velvet bag. The cards have been designed and energized to give you the answers right now. No more sleepless nights weighing pros and cons. Ask the cards your questions and see what message your intuition has for you. To learn more and get your deck now, go to the store at www.ahamomentsinc.com and click on the intuitive living cards now. That's the store at ahamomentsinc.com. The answers are truly within your reach.
0: Hi, this is Dr. Dean here. Twelve years ago, I had everything that was supposed to make you happy in this reality, and I was still dying inside. So I told the universe, you have six months, or I'm killing myself. Either things change, or I'm out of here. A week after I made this demand, I saw an ad in the paper. It said, Access, all of life comes to me with ease and joy and glory, and it had this girl's phone number. To make a long story shorter, I had a session with the girl. It's called an Access Consciousness Bar Session, and it's a simple process of touching points on the person's head. For me, it was the first time remembering everything was okay, everything always had been, and everything always would be, and I never contemplated suicide again. One tool, one thing, a process that took about an hour and it changed the energy of what I knew was possible. It changed my whole life. This is what I'd like to share with you. For the first time in years, I'll facilitate a one-day Access Bars class. On November 7th, you can learn this process with me in California, or you can join me online from your home anywhere in the world Go to globalbars.com to learn more. Global Bars.
7: Step back in time to the very beginning, before life as we know it existed. Stones have been on this earth since before the inception of man. They are keepers of ancient wisdom and messages. Tap into the profound wisdom of stones and let your journey begin at the Rock Girl Sacred Stone School. Let the Rock Girl take you back to those ancient days to learn firsthand the language and the secrets of stones. The Rock Girl will teach you how to develop your very own technique of communicating with them, allowing you to embark on your own path of self-discovery. Courses include Reiki, Psychic Development, Chakra Balancing and Auric Cleansing, Hands-On Healing and more. Visit sacredstoneschool.com for classes and workshops taught exclusively by The Rock Girl of therockgirl.com.
2: are back. I'm Mari and you're listening to the AHA Moments radio show. Tonight we are talking with Dr. Joe Vitale and we were in a nice lively conversation on the break and we were continuing from <laughs> from the first segment. So let's continue Dr. Joe. And, of course let's do it. Um, you know I, we're, what I was saying on the break and I wanted to share with everybody is what I love about you is, in, and this is actually I think unusual is that you're willing to follow your energy and where
4: it
2: takes you. Um, and I think that people do one of two things. Either they're like you and I'm that way where we kind of can follow the energy um, or they're very, very regimented in a plan with a very big attachment to an outcome. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about like your process? Because I know following energy is important, but you still do have to have some structure to it, right?
3: Mm-hmm. How work that yeah that's that's a great question too let me reflect so i can give the best answer you know for a while i was like the other type a behavior people who would set goals and then try to do everything in their power to make the goal happen and that often destroys health destroys relationships you may achieve the goal but you look around a lot of people were wounded in that battle to get there And when I looked at that, I thought, that's not healthy, that's not happy, that's not natural, it didn't feel right. And that feeling right there, when I say it didn't feel right, that's a clue. And I started to settle into what does feel right to me. I was already paying attention to my passions, but I would often dismiss them, and I think this is what a lot of people do. They get an urge, a feeling, an inspiration to do something, and it could be writing that book, but it could be opening a pretzel shop. It could be... You know, making a phone call, attending a seminar, and most people talk themselves out of it. Yeah. So what I learned to do in my own personal evolution is to have a goal out there as a kind of a signpost. It says, here's where I would like to go. I would write, I'd like to write this book, or I would like to create this event, or I would like to develop this program, whatever it happens to be. But I've learned not to be married to it. In my book, The Attractor Factor, I have a five-step formula for attracting wealth. And the, first, or the last one is let go while taking action. And what that means is, okay, I've got a goal out there, but I'm letting go of my attachment to it. I'm not addicted to it coming about. I'm not attached to it coming about. I'm not dependent on it coming about. I'm actually open to something better than that goal. And that's the real loophole that allows energy to direct us. So I can sit here and say, you know, three months from now, I would like to have this particular book done. But I also have set in my mind this or something better. So I'm, I take my process, I take my actions, I'm going towards the goal. But if new feelings show up, new information shows up, a new direction shows up that says, wait a minute, this would be a better goal then i'll let go of the goal i had set up there to get me started right so a goal a goal for me is just kind of like a an energy kickstarter it's yes. me turning on the ignition and saying i'd like to go here and it propels me i start going that way and i'm taking action but the mistake too many people make is then becoming oblivious to all the signs and opportunities and indications that something better is waiting for them. So I've learned to go with what I'm just calling the divine flow. The divine flow says go in this direction. I start going in that direction. Because I pay attention to the divine flow, if I suddenly need to do something that I hadn't planned on doing, I'm willing to do it. I'm not married to the original goal. I know if I am, I'm only coming from my ego. And my ego cannot see the big picture. It cannot see all the opportunities. So flow, trust, following the, the feelings, being willing to have faith, adjusting as I go, all of these are key elements to making it work.
2: Now, is there are there times, and I, I can feel the energy of the audience. <laughs> yeah, so. I, I, I know because within cause my own self, I'm asking these questions too. Are there times when you say, "Okay, yes," um, there's a difference between the bright shiny objects syndrome and not having any focus, and being hyper focused where you're attached to something having to turn out a certain way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. And, I, and I, I know I'm getting a little granular, but these are the things that are come up for people Oh, no to good, get no
3: done. good. Be, be as detailed. Let's get as microscopic here as possible. I want to help everybody, so I want everybody to understand this. I don't want to be that uh, that addicted or attached or dependent on things working out in a certain way. Because all that means is that I believe my ego knows better than the universe itself.
4: And no. that is
3: not true. Even if we take it out of those terms, we can just look at the field of neuroscience and neuroplasticity and how they're doing all these studies of the brain. And it's, come a, it's become a very solid fact that consciously we only see like 3% of what's going on in the world. Most of what's happening is driven from our unconscious mind, our thoughts, our beliefs, our behaviors. They're bubbling up from our unconscious. That's where all the programming is. So if I sit here and say, I demand that I have this book done and this book published and this book do so-and-so in the marketplace, I'm coming from my little itsy-pipsy, wimpy ego who can only see 3% of the world's possibilities. And I'm excluding. I have actually shut out 97% of what's possible. So I don't want to be that arrogant. I want to be the guy who says, yeah, I'd really like to write this book. I'm excited about this book. If I can get it done in three months, that's great. But maybe it's not supposed to happen that way. Maybe something better would be it's not supposed to be a book. Maybe it's supposed to be a screenplay, and it'll turn into a movie. And by being a movie, it'll reach thousands, if not millions, of more people than a book would. I don't know. And that's really the punchline. I don't know. And because right. I don't know, I have to be flexible in any goals I set up.
2: Interesting. Really, really powerful. So um, the the other thing that's come up a lot with many, uh, especially since The Secret, um, and I think this was something where... You know, you have the secret and the secrets of the secret and then the pitfalls of the secrets of the secret and the pitfalls (laughs) that cure the secret and uncure the secret. You know, it was like it was just such a spin for several years there. One of the things that came up that I think has tripped people up, and this is another thing that, you know, just a little thing I want to kind of clear up, is there is a point in time. I was hearing effortless prosperity. You don't have to do anything. You just have to sort of just be, you know, you don't and and. If you're working hard, then you're attached. But isn't there a point where you're working on your music now, your books and everything? Isn't there a point where you're working, quote, hard, unquote?
3: (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you're bringing this up because there is a lot of – boy, there's self-sabotage going on with a lot of this because people trick themselves out of their own good. They'll say money is actually not good, or they'll make fun of people going after material things, not realizing that money's spiritual, the material is spiritual. There is no actual separation out there. That when people are looking at things and saying, oh, the big mansion is actually bad, what they're doing is being very judgmental about a very divine experience. And they have to look at their own judgments about things. Now, when I work, my goodness, I have 50 books out. I have four music albums out. I have countless DVDs out. I've got a coaching program. I travel around doing speaking engagements all over the world. I appear on radio. I appear on television. I do shows like this. I write my blog. I'm writing articles. I've got new courses that I'm putting together. To the person sitting on the outside looking at me, they might go, Oh, my God, he is working like a fool.
4: Look at him. It's just
3: crazy. He must be sweating and bleeding and just killing himself. And what they don't realize is that, It's not work at all. (laughs) At all. I am having a blast. Is this work? You and I are talking. How much work is this?
1: And before
3: I called in for your show here, I was working on another song. But when I say working on another song, I was sitting there playing the guitar and kind of fumbling around for words just to see what was coming next. And I got a vague idea, but I'm trusting the process. It's not work. Right. I'm expending energy, but when people think of work, they think of things they detest, like somebody going to a job they don't love. Like I did that. I was brought up working on the, as a laborer on the railroad. I hated it. That was work. Why was that work? Because I didn't want to be doing it.
5: Yes. That is
2: the big distinction. And you know, sometimes they say, "Oh, I don't want to be doing, you know, some aspect of what I need to do to even in my business, and people get all freaked out, you know, like, well, what? You're not passionate? I said, oh, I'm passionate, but there are certain aspects of my day that are a lot more fun than other aspects of my day.
3: Yeah, yeah. and I tell people that's a great one. And Richard Branson's even talked about this, who's a lovable billionaire that's out there, and it's the whole idea of either a. Reframing the thing that you need to do so that you do enjoy it, because really we're just having a perception change. When we say we don't like doing something that might be perceived as something we have to do, it's really a perception thing. What we're saying we don't want to do it for some belief. If we reframe it, we might find it as fun. And then the other aspect is if you really don't want to do it, delegate it. When I started delegating things years ago, and I'll use taxes as an example got to do our taxes right i was doing my own taxes decades ago i hated it i should not have been doing it but i did it because first we have to do it legally and then second i thought well I, i can learn this and do it when i came to the realization that this is not fun this is not my passion this is not my expertise and i went and found somebody who thought it was fun and hired them you know what happened my income doubled Wow. It doubled. And part of it was I was eating alive my own life force by doing something I did, really didn't want to do. So I tell people, look, if you have to do it in your business, either find a way to reframe it so you enjoy it, or find somebody who thinks it's fun and give it to them to do.
2: Right. I've heard that over and over again, and that's actually happened for me as well. It's, it's absolutely it's focusing on your, they say, your genius, uh, yes. genius work. And then yeah, farming focus on your out zone rest. of
3: genius, as Gay Hendrix would say.
2: Yeah, wonderful. So let's talk about this big quantum leap you, you've you made. Because, you know, as you guys are listening to to Joe speak, and you just heard that whole laundry list of stuff that you do <laughs> yeah. in everyday life, you've made a, yet another quantum leap from all of this, you know, book writing and spiritual everything to musician, like yes. oh, the Jones brothers. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I'm now a musician, and it's so important to talk about this, not because you know it's me getting to brag that I can I've now come out with four albums and I'm writing my own music and I'm playing the guitar and singing my own songs and I've been rolling I've been in Rolling Stone magazine and wow. Texas Music magazine and this that and the other. What's really important to realize is that a year and a half ago, I was not a musician. <laughs> A year and a half ago, I was not a musician. I had guitars. I knew a few musicians. I've had a latent desire to be a musician since I was a kid. But I was into survival. I was into other passions, and I was just pursuing my own evolution. And at a certain point, I looked around and said, okay, what's next for me to do? And the passion started to dwell up, saying, hey, it started to bubble up and boil over and said, you wanted to be a musician. And that's when I started to do what everybody listening has to do. I had to look at my beliefs. And the very first one was, can I do this? I know other people could be musicians, but what about me? Can I learn the guitar? Can I learn how to sing? Can I learn how to write songs? Can I learn how to produce an album? Can I actually gather my team together, a band and an engineer and a mixer and a master? Can I actually do all of this? The self-doubts were large And I think everybody goes through this. It's so good that I've gone through this because I can sit here and say, I know exactly what people go through. I may have forgotten some of the process of me becoming an author because that was 30 years ago. But now that I've become a musician, it's fresh in my mind how you might have a desire. Okay, I want to be a musician. Might have an intention. Okay, I'm going to record my first album. And then all of the little devils in the mind show up. And that's the ones that I have to look at and clear. And as I clear them, well, my God, my first album is done in a few months. My second one is done in about ten months. I've got four albums done now, and I'm working on a fifth, and I may even have six albums done by the end of this year. Now, again, when you get out of your own way, when you clear your beliefs, you accelerate the manifestation process. This is what I've been teaching and what I've been discovering in in my life and showing other people. When you get rid of the negativity, those limiting beliefs, for example, when you think that money is actually a useful tool and not evil, you actually speed up it coming to you. You accelerate the power of manifestation because you're clear inside and there's no interference from you to make it happen. And believe me, all the interference that people say is out there is really internal. It's all those limiting beliefs,
2: yeah, you know it's that you're so right, and i want i wanna ask you, um you're saying evil, money is the root of all evil um what I'm hearing from uh, from this group and our our audience is uh, is um not average <laughs> they mm-hmm. really because of we always kind of go to that the bigger you know level but elusive money is elusive it goes to other people i'm working so hard i'm the light worker i'm the one who's you know i'm putting in the, the joe vitale hours i'm helping the world but the money isn't showing up for me so what what do you how do you feel yeah. about that because i know you, you have had money now for a while
3: you right know? yeah and i understand that belief and i probably even said it at one point but it's a belief it's not right. reality it's not a fact In my book, Attract Money Now, I talk about the difference between facts and beliefs. And a fact is something everybody on the planet can agree to. Scientists can go and measure it. We can go and document it in some way. We can all look at it and go, yep, that's exactly true. A belief is something we're going to disagree about because it's up to you whether you choose to put any power into it or not. When people look around and go, well, money's not coming to me, it's only because you have beliefs about money and beliefs about deservingness. Money's not dodging you personally. Money's all over the planet. Trillions of dollars are circulating all the time. It's amazing how much wealth is out there and how many people are attracting it who thought they might not have had it before. The only reason it feels like it's elusive is because we are pushing it away internally. And again, that first step in Attract Money Now is all about looking at that. The first thing that people have to look at is that money is a useful tool. It's not evil. It's actually good. You can, you can actually be a steward for money and use it for causes you believe in. And one of those causes could be you. When you start to realize money is good, you'll welcome it. Money goes where it's appreciated. That's a big statement. Money goes where it's appreciated. When we realize that it's good, it'll start to come to you. But the other part of this that I want to make sure I say is that you have to know you deserve it. Most right. of us don't love ourselves. Most of us don't think we're we worthy of good things in our lives, and whether that's a romantic relationship or good health or having financial stability. If we don't think we're worthy of it, we're going to find ways to dodge it. So I'm mm-hmm. saying right here, I'm standing on my soapbox, and I'm <laughs> I love screaming it. to the world, look, it's not dodging you, it's actually trying to come to you. But because you either think it's evil or you think you don't deserve it, it's, you're not seeing it come to you. This is the unconscious mind putting veils over your conscious eyes the money's actually there. There's probably an idea, there's probably a project, there's probably an opportunity right at your elbow, but you don't see it because you think money's evil, so you're not going to allow it, or you think you deserve it, which means you're not going to allow it. Take care of those two things, and son of a gun, money's there.
4: Interesting.
2: Really, 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 really cool. Very, very powerful.
3: Well, we're to our second
2: break. We're going to take a quick break. Um, and then when we come back, we're going to hear all about your music. I want to hear okay. more, 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 more. So um, if you'd like to call in, don't be shy. You can call in at 347-215-9485. It's 347-215-9485. I'm Mari, listening to the AHA Moments Radio Show, and we'll be right back.
0: Hi, this is Dr. Dean here. Twelve years ago, I had everything that was supposed to make you happy in this reality, and I was still dying inside. So I told the universe, you have six months, or I'm killing myself. Either things change, or I'm out of here. A week after I made this demand, I saw an ad in the paper. It said, Access, all of life comes to me with ease and joy and glory, and it had this girl's phone number. To make a long story shorter, I had a session with the girl. It's called an Access Consciousness Bar Session, and it's a simple process of touching points on the person's head. For me, it was the first time remembering everything was okay, everything always had been, and everything always would be, and I never contemplated suicide again. One tool, one thing. A process that took about an hour, and it changed the energy of what I knew was possible. It changed my whole life. This is what I'd like to share with you. For the first time in years, I'll facilitate a one-day Access Bars class. On November 7th, you can learn this process with me in California, or you can join me online from your home anywhere in the world. Go to GlobalBars.com to learn more, GlobalBars.com.
7: Step back in time to the very beginning, before life as we know it existed. Stones have been on this earth since before the inception of man. They are keepers of ancient wisdom and messages. Tap into the profound wisdom of stones and let your journey begin at the Rock Girl Sacred Stone School. Let the Rock Girl take you back to those ancient days to learn firsthand the language and the secrets of stones. The Rock Girl will teach you how to develop your very own technique of communicating with them, allowing you to embark on your own path of self-discovery. Courses include Reiki, psychic development, chakra balancing and auric cleansing, hands-on healing, and more. Visit sacredstoneschool.com for classes and workshops taught exclusively by The Rock Girl of therockgirl.com.
5: Do you ever get a hunch about something and ignore it, only to find out later you were right after all? Do you know that you're intuitive but need help interpreting what you get? Need quick answers to burning questions, but don't have the time to wait for a private reading? Then Mari's Intuitive Living Oracle Cards are the tool for you. 45 gorgeous laminated cards and a full book of interpretations come together in a beautiful velvet bag. The cards have been designed and energized to give you the answers right now. No more sleepless nights weighing pros and cons. Ask the cards your questions and see what message your intuition has for you. To learn more and get your deck now, Go to the store at www.ahamomentsinc.com and click on the intuitive living cards now. That's the store at ahamomentsinc.com. The answers are truly within your reach.
6: Are you at a crossroads in your life?
2: Are back, I'm Mari. You're listening to the Aha Moments Radio Show, and we are having a lively conversation tonight—a powwow, a love fest—with Dr. Joe Vitale. And Joe, let's um, let's talk about your music because I, what I love about you, and I think you guys—you you guys have listened to the other guests that have been on the show, like like Dr. Dane, and you know some of the other ones, Allison, and some of the other ones. And one of the things you hear from these folks who are successful is that they have a tremendous amount of courage. And um, you know that courage, I know, is cumulative. I know for myself, once you have you know one thing go, you you kind of have a pattern of how you get there, and then you evolve and you know go to the next and the next thing. But what I really admire is that you're willing to sort of take quantum leap out of genre and do something else. And when you when you do that, I know that the, one of the questions that comes up is, but what is everybody saying? Because this is, and how do you deal with naysayers now maybe you don't get them so much anymore because you're Dr. Joe but <laughs> <laughs> how do you, how do you can you remember back when that used to happen to you
3: <laughs> that's that's an interesting question i didn't really see that part coming there's two things i want to address here one is when you're talking about the courage I want to point out that in the beginning, when I'm nobody trying to write my first book or my first play, and there's no evidence it's going it's to be a success, and I'm looking around myself going, I've got no proof this is going to actually work. And in fact, if you look at my circumstances at that point, it looks like I'm just going to be a failure. I'm just a dreamer. It's not going to actually work out. But I trust myself. I take action, and I keep moving forward. And as I do, successes start happening. As that keeps happening, your courage or your belief in yourself and your belief in your ideas and your belief in your potential gets stronger and stronger and stronger. It's a little bit like working out and you're building your muscles and everything. So a year and a half ago, when I started to entertain the idea of being a musician, I had a whole lot of successes to fall back on. Even though I was clearly jumping out of my comfort zone, jumping out of my branding zone, jumping out of everything I had done before and said, hey, I'm going to go and write songs and all of that, what really served me was the belief in miracles because I had already proved they existed. I proved they existed by all the books, all the plays, all the TV shows, all the movies, everything I've done. And all of that came from trusting my passion and taking action. So that's the very first thing I want to say about that, because I want people to hear it, and I want them to know you've got to trust yourself and you've got to take action. Even when right now you might look around, you might not have any proof, anything's got to work out. As it works out, as you get the feedback, you're going to get stronger and stronger, and it gets easier and easier to follow the bigger ideas and to keep jumping ahead, even out of your comfort zone. And then as for critics, as for the naysayers, by God, I still have them and it's a little disheartening to know they're out there because in my mind and in my world I know I am coming from the purest place of love in my heart I'm following my passion I'm doing what I believe is right I'm trying to make a difference in the lives of everybody I touch I wanna write inspiring material and I just don't listen to them anymore I don't (laughs) I just don't pay them any mind It is so easy to be critical. I had heard one time that a a critic is a soldier who goes in after battle, after everything is done, and shoots all the dead people. It's like (laughs) they just don't do anything. In their mind, they may think they're doing something, and they may be contributing in some rationalized way in their mental world. It doesn't serve me to pay any attention to that. It does not increase my energy. It does not increase my motivation. It does not help me go from my dreams. It does not help me help other people. So I don't listen to it any more than I listen to mainstream news or anything else that can be negative. Turn it off. That's one of my big takeaways and tips to people. Don't listen to the naysayers. Don't listen to the critics. Don't listen to the negative mainstream news. Listen to your heart. That is the only thing that matters, and that is the only thing that you have to be loyal to your own heart, and that's what I continue to do.
2: I I am a big a, a believer of no hard news. I even have a, 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 medita- a guided meditation called the Hard Money, no, the Hard News Detox, which is <laughs> <laughs> good. You know, and I put that on on my website. Um, I think it's free on the site somewhere. And it, you know, it's it. I agree with you. Wayne Dyer says that everyone who's sort of gone this route has, you know. And I have friends who have to call me every day and tell me exactly what's happening with Mitt Romney and and Obama <laughs> and every and like and the weather and the tornadoes and everything. You know, but it's it's it makes a big difference. It makes a big big difference, and Facebook's always a good place to get your hard news. I just get a couple of headlines, and I'm good to go.
4: I know what's going on.
2: So I know we only have about um, four minutes left to the show. I wanted to ask you a little bit more about your music, where people can listen in. Are you on iTunes? Like, what kind Mm. of music is it? What's what's doing?
3: Yeah, it is on iTunes. I think at least one album is there. You can search for my name, and uh, whatever is there will show up. I have four different albums out there at four different websites. I'm going to give two just to be simple okay. here. One CD is called Aligning to Zero, and this ties into the book you mentioned on one of the breaks where you and I talked casually. It's called Zero Limits. And Aligning to Zero is instrumental music with me and my guitar teacher, Matthew Dixon. It's at aligningtozero.info. It's relaxing music. I listen to it all the time because it aligns your chakras. What it does is soothe your energy so that all your chakras that are in alignment, so that you are feeling at peace, it's de-stressing you, it's detoxing you. I swear we were divinely inspired when we were in the studio because it really felt like this came from another source. This is not Matthew and Joe orchestrating or controlling this music. We were receiving it. And I would say if I had nothing to do with it, it's some of the most beautiful music I've ever heard in my life. That's <laughs> aligning to zero. It's at aligning to zero dot info, I N F O. And my most recent album is called The Healing Song. The Healing Song has eleven diverse songs on it. One of them is called The Healing Song. I had three Grammy winners involved with it, a Grammy winning cello player plays on the Healing Song track, and that one in particular is a healing poem, if you will, set to cello music. And there's another track in there called Empowered that I swear you listen to that and you are going to feel like you are able to walk on water. It empowers you to have superhuman abilities. It's incredible. And I'm saying this because I'm almost like separated from the music. I'm so in awe of what's been produced. But The yeah. Healing Song is at thehealingsong.com, thehealingsong.com, and the key track is actually free on that site. There's samples huh. of all this music on both, thehealingsong.com and info. You can listen to all the tracks, at least snippets of each song.
2: Fabulous, fabulous. I love it. So, um, you know, what I'll do is, Uh, When we send the podcast, that will make sure we keep these, put these links in the copy so that everybody can.
3: um, Oh, thank you. That's very kind and generous.
2: Yeah. And I'll actually, I'll edit the um, description on the blog talk site too. So the links are there in the description so people can take a listen because I really want to support you in
3: that. That's, Thank you. I,
2: I can just feel the energy of it. You know, it's just, I, you can hear your passion, and you can't having, get anything bad I, from
3: that. I'm <laughs> having about the most fun I've ever had in my life with my music, and I wasn't complaining before. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: love you. It's so. awesome. So tell us about the two books before we wrap.
3: Oh, yeah, I have two so new books coming book. out. I'm, I'm still a bookaholic. I'm still an author. I love books. I love writing. One book is called Faith, mm. just the word Faith. And it's, it's not a religious book, it's faith in yourself, it's faith in other people, it's faith in divinity, it's faith in things working out, it's faith in optimism itself. That book will probably be out early next year, that's faith. And another book, I have a co-author with it, Daniel Barrett, who, absolutely, who is actually my music producer, it's called The Remembering Process. And the remembering process is a very profound new way of manifesting your reality by actually going way into the future past the moment where it was manufactured or manifested, and you remember back to it, and you remember back to how you actually attracted it or created it. It's a very profound, thought-provoking, mind-stretching, and time-warping book. But that's The Remembering Process by Daniel Barrett and me. Hay House will publish that next year. Faith will come out next year. And uh, those two are are being finished up right now.
2: Are you going to do those in the uh, audiobook version, too?
3: Yeah, there will be audiobook versions of it. I think almost everything I've done is, uh, has an audio version of it. And Attract Money Now, the book I'm giving away at AttractMoneyNow.com, there is a Kindle version of it on Amazon. I think they charge a dollar for it or 99 cents but okay. there is an audio version of it as well i think it's on itunes
2: okay awesome, awesome. i love listening to you guys to your work on audio. It's,
4: oh, thank you. Because
2: then I can listen to it over and over. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, no, I love I love that. That's how I kind of integrate stuff. And you guys, as you're listening, you know, I always give you tips that if you can get these types of books, first of all, don't get them from the library. You need to have these books. You can scribble at them and refer back to them. And secondly, if you can listen to it on the audio, then you can play it over and over. And it's just, that's how it gets integrated. That's how it just becomes second nature instead of just that one thing you read one time on the train and then poof, it's gone, you know? So, uh, Dr. Joe, thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Um,
3: Thank you. You're doing wonderful work, and Godspeed to all your listeners. I'm honored and inspired to be here. Thank you.
2: Thank you, thank you, thank you. So, everybody,
3: we have come to the
2: end of another Tuesday night, Tuesday night show, but... um, We'll be back here on Tuesday of next week. Sandra Ann Taylor from Hay House Radio is going to be on the show with us talking all about um, emotional healing of the chakra system. So, you know what, Dr. Joe, we should have you two talk because you guys are kind of, your music could probably help what she's talking about. Yeah, we should Um, be teaming up. Yeah, absolutely. So, anyway, everybody, you know what I always say at the end of every show, which is you truly can have exactly what you want. You absolutely deserve it, too. And in this energy, anything is possible. See you next week, everybody. Have a great night.
1: You've been listening to the AHA Moments Radio Show with your host, Mari. Be sure to visit her blog and website at www.ahamomentsinc.com. That's A-H-A, moments with an S, Inc. dot com. Also join Mari on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash aha moments inc and twitter at twitter.com slash aha moments we can't wait to see you there